The last thing we're discussing was money that has been deemed not current according to the government. How would a loan be paid back? We saw Rab say you pay him back whatever it's worth. Now Shmuel says you, you, tell, you pay him back the old currency and tell him to go to Meshan. We went back and forth with that. Then we asked, let's say the new currency is heavier, what do we do? And uh, we saw that the rabbis went to a money exchanger and they figured out the weight difference and they paid based on that. And with that, we're starting Sadiqet Amud Aleph, four lines in at the end of the line, which says, Amar Rabbah. If someone took someone's coin and threw it to the ocean, Patur, he doesn't have to pay. Why not? Because Amara Hamanah Kamachi, you can tell him here, it's right here in front of you. You buy it, Shakli, if you want it, you go pick it up. That's only if it's water that's clear, you could see through. You could see it. Meaning, even though you have to pay for a scuba diver to go get that coin, but that's not good enough to be Mehayev, the person who threw it. But if it's dirty water, you can't see it. That's already la. Over there, you can't be, say he's patur, rather he's hayav. And Tosafot explains that the difference between clear and not clear water is not exact. Meaning, if it's uh, if it's dirty water and you could get it out easy, then it's not considered lost. And if it's clear water and you, there's no way of getting it, that's already considered lost. It all depends on the situation. All that is when it was in the hand of the owner and the guy just knocked him and it rolled out of his hand into the ocean. But if he took it out of his hand, at that point you're a thief. And at that point you have to give it back to him. Meaning, even if it's right there in the ocean and you could see it, still, once you took it as a gazlan, it's your responsibility to give it back. So now, Mativ Rabba Rabba has a question. And uh, the Braita says, You cannot redeem the fruits of Maaser Sheni if they're not in your possession. How? Let's say you had coins in Kistera or in a place called Har HaMelech. Right? Uh, these places, it's dangerous to get to them. Or the wallet fell into the into the Mediterranean Sea. You don't redeem on those money on that money. That's it. They're considered lost. It, just because you know it's there in the ocean, that but that's not good enough to be considered yours. So, in regards to Maaser Shani, it's considered lost. So, why don't we say the same thing if you knocked your friend's uh, wallet and his money fell into the ocean? Why don't we say he's high also? It's not there anymore. Amaraba, Shani Danya Maaser. Maaser Shani is different. The Pasuk says the money has to be in your hands. The money has to be in your hands. Vilek, I don't have that, and that's why maybe we would be more strict in regards to Maaser Sheni. But in general, they're not considered lost. And Rabbi gives another case. Hashaf If someone rubs out his friend's coin, and now he can't use it anymore, no one's going to take it. Doesn't look like a nickel, a dime, a quarter. Patur. Why? He didn't really do anything to it. He didn't uh, break it. He didn't really do something substantial to it. 
but that's only if he knocked it with a, with a hammer and he flattened it out. But if you, you, you scratched it or you used like some sort of sandpaper, at that point, you took away, even if it's very little, but you took something away from the metal and that's enough uh, to be considered change and you have to pay. Mativ Rabba has, has a question. In regards to an Ivet Kenani, we know if you knock out his eye, you, he goes out free. So, if you knocked him on the eye and he became blind, on his ear and he became deaf, if it's a slave, he goes out free, even though you didn't do an, an action that takes away. If you knocked him next to his eye, now he can't see, next to his ear, and he, now he can't hear. A slave doesn't go out free. Now let's look at that knock on the eye. He didn't ruin the eye. He didn't take away anything from the eye. And yet, because he blinded him, it's, it, that's considered, uh, it's considered as if you did something. So let's say the same thing with the coin. You knocked it, you flattened it out. That you should be hayav. So Rabba let explains. Rabba goes with the shita. The Amar If someone made his father deaf, neherag he gets killed because that's called hurting your father. Why? There's no way of making someone deaf without put, making a wound there. There had to be like a drop of blood going into his ear, even though we can't see it, but that's good enough to be considered a wound by the father. Here's another halachavraba, a third one. Hatsorem ozen paratoshel havero. If someone punctured a hole in his friend's cow, now he can't give it as a korban anymore. Patur. Patur, why? Maitama. Parak de kaima kaima. The cow is standing as is. De la avid velamidi. He didn't do anything to it. Vecholahu shavarim. Lav legabe mizbech kaime. I could always say, not every cow is supposed to be given as a korban. Some are slaughtered, some are used for plowing. So you didn't really lose anything. But Mativ Rava, Rava has a question. If someone did work with the water that they were going to use for para aduma, ashes, or if someone works with that red cow that they were supposed to use for para aduma, even though it becomes pasul, patur medine adam behayav medine shamayim. He's exempt. If you take him to human court, he's exempt. doesn't have to pay, but he would be hayav in shamayim. Meaning Hashem is going to punish him for that. Now, meaning over there, the issue is that he worked with it and no one could really tell the damage. Okay, then Hashem is going to get involved. But if you puncture the ear, that people could tell. You're right. Okay, maybe not, you could use it for something else, not a korban. But still, over there, you, you could uh, tell the damage. Over there, it's something substantial. Even if it's something tiny, it's, it's substantial enough. And you should be hayab. Why are we saying patur? Now, Rabbi is not consistent with that, uh, Braita. So the Gemara responds, Really, even if you puncture the ear of the cow, patur, even in human court, the Hidush is, when it comes to Dine Shamaim, even if it's something that, uh, if it's a damage that no one could really tell about, you still have in Dine Shamaim. 
Meaning, in Shamaim, there's different rules. Now, here's a fourth halacha explaining to us that Rabbah holds that whenever you indirectly cause a damage, you're patur. Someone burns his friend's loan document. Ruben owes Shimon money, Levi burns Shimon's document. So now he can't go collect payment. Patur. He doesn't have to pay for the for the loan. Because the Levi will just say, I just burnt the paper. That's an indirect damage. Indirect damage is patur. So Mat Kifla Ramebar Hamar Ramebar Hamar has a question. Hechidami, what are we talking about? If there's witnesses that know what went on in the document, okay, go to Betin, let's fix this up, we'll, we'll kosher the whole situation, and we'll write up a new document. If there's no witnesses, how are we supposed to know? Meaning, why would Rabbah even have to say Patur? It's just, he, it could be that this person's making up stuff. So Rabbah explains, we're talking about a situation where the person who burnt the document will believe uh, will believe uh, the owner of the document 100%. To him, the owner of the document is the type of person I believe with my eyes closed. He's like two witnesses to me. And still, he's patur. And Amar Abdimi Barhanina had Rabbah what Rabbi just said in regards to the burning of the document is patur, mahloket, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbanan. You should just know it's a mahloket, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanan. Rabbi Shimon, the Amar, this is in regards to someone who stole an animal of Kodashim, devar hagorem le mamon ke mamon dame. Anything that will cause someone else to pay money is like money. And therefore, in this case, it'd be hayav. Meaning, in the, if I stole my friend's kodashim animal, and now he has to go find another animal to give, that's a law, so I have to pay for that. According to Rabbi Shimon, so same story over here. Once you burn the document, okay, then you, you have to pay him for that. Now, the Rabbanan, the Amre, the Varagorim, the Mamon, love Kemamon Dami, la Mehiyab. But according to Rabbanan, they hold if, if you did something to your friend, the damage, that will cause him to lose money, meaning an, you did an indirect uh, damage, you're patur according to Rabbanan, and therefore, in, in regards to the document, you're also not hayav. So now, matkif la ravuna bered rav Yoshua. Rav Huna bered rav Yoshua asked the question, emma de shamat leh, le rabbi shimon, davar agorim de maon ke mamod ameh, maybe when rabbi shimon said that if you cause someone to, to have to pay money, that's like damaging him with money, that's bedavash yaikarom mamon. That's if you hurt someone with something that is worth money, right? Okay, kederabah, like Rabbah said, amar Rabbah gazal hametz lefnei pesach uba cherus rafol b'moed. If someone stole hametz before pesach and someone else came and burnt it, he spilled out that whiskey bottle. Patur, the, uh, the, he does not have to pay the thief. Because everyone is hayaf to burn their hametz, and he just did him a favor. But if he got rid of his hametz, he, he threw out the, this person's whiskey bottle after Pesach, meaning there's no Isur Deoraita. That's already Mahlok, Rabbi Shimon, Verabanan. Rabbi Shimon, who says if you cause someone a, a loss, you're Hayav. If you did indirect damage, you're Hayav because 
if this whiskey bottle was still intact, you could just uh, give it back to the original owner and he would have been patu right there. Now he has to go buy a different whiskey bottle to return to the owner. And the Rabbanan, however, the Rabbanan, but according to Rabbanan, who hold that if you indirectly cause the damage, that's not like owing, it's not like damaging somebody, you don't owe him anything, patur. Okay, so this sort of makes sense. The problem is, but when it comes to something like this piece of paper, this piece of paper is just a piece of paper, it's worth almost nothing. Uh, the, the words on it it can obligate it okay but that's not, but that in itself is not is not something it's not the worth that much it's not a piece of paper that's worth whatever the whatever the contract says so maybe rabba wasn't talking about this type of situation so amara memor de According to the rabbi who who judges indirect damages, he would charge him for the entire payment. Meaning, according to Rabbi Meir, we learned, we're going to be learning this on Davkov. He holds that if someone did an indirect damage, you would have to pay fully, and therefore you'd have to pay the entire loan because you you damaged him. And whoever doesn't judge indirect damages, meaning Hachamim, they would only make him pay for the actual piece of paper. And there was a story, Rafram forced Ravashe, I guess Ravashe burnt the piece of paper when he was young. He made him pay from the best beam that fixes images, meaning he made him pay from his best beam, meaning from the best part of his assets, like he's a regular mazik, damager. Because Rafram was posek halacha, that when it comes to dinah de garme, indirect damages, you hayav. Now, just to refresh memory, there is a difference between garmi and gama. Garmi is more direct than gama. They're both indirect damages, but one is more direct. For example, by garmi, a person opened the door to someone's yard and put an animal there that uh, just started destroying things. The animal did all the destroying, but you didn't do anything. You didn't. You're not. You didn't actually destroy it, but you put the animal there to destroy it. By grama. You just left the door open, and then an animal came in and, and destroyed. You didn't put the animal there, so it was a little bit less direct. So therefore, by grama would be patur medina adam, and by garmi it'd even be hayav medina adam. Another uh, distinction would be is garmi happened quicker, meaning once you did the action, the damage happened uh, quicker than it would have happened by grama. Next, if someone stole Hametz ve'abar alav pesach pesach pest, Almer lo harishul chalifanecha, you could just give him back the the whiskey bottle, and that's enough. You know, he he didn't actually ruin it; he just saved it to left pesach. So now it's worthless, but still it counts as you give back. So mantana omrin be'isurei hana harishul chalifanecha. Who's the tana who holds that when it comes to things you know that have benefited from, you could just give it back, and that counts? So Amar chazdar bi'akobi. It has to be of it has to be Rabbiakov. The Tanya Shoshihemit, an ox that killed someone, we know the rule, you have to stone it. If they did not sentence it to death yet in Betin, if they sold it, it's sold. It goes to the Beta Mikdash. Shehato, if you slaughtered it, if the uh, the Shomer gave it back to the original owner, Muhzar cancels like you give it back. Mishinigmar, you know, once they sentenced this ox to death in Betin, Mecharo, Eno Machur. 
If they sold it, it doesn't count. That's it. it, it it's not a sale. Hikdisho, if it was Makdishit, and Olukdash, it, it's not given to the Beta Migdash. Shehato, if you slaughter it, Besaro Asr, you're not allowed to have benefit from the food. You're not allowed to eat it. If the, uh, if the Shomer gave it back to the owner, it's not given back. It's like you gave back air. Rabbi Yaakov says, even if he gave it back after sentencing, it counts as he gave it back and he doesn't, and the Shomer is patur. And my love, isn't the mahluk between Rabbi Yaakov and Hachamim? Is the Rabbi Yaakov Savar Omrin Beisure Hanahar Shel Chalifanecha? The Rabbanan Savre En Omrin Beisure Hanahar Shel Chalifanecha? Don't we say that the mahluk between Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbanan is in regards to something you're not allowed to benefit from? That Rabbi Yaakov says you're allowed to give it back as is, and Rabbanan say you're not allowed to. And Amr the Rabbah, no, that's not the Mahloket. The Chulea Amrinan Bisulehana Shil Khalifanecha. When it comes to the thing is, you know, that have benefit from, everyone holds, you're allowed to just give it back. The Imken, because if the Mahloket is in regards to giving back Israel and if they go by Hametz Pesach, what they just argue in the beginning in regards to Hametz, giving back Hametz after Pesach. Ela, Amarava, rather, Rabbi explains the fact that they awaited until now means they're arguing only in regards to the ox. And the mahloket is coming the mahloket is in regards to do you sentence the, uh, an ox to death not in front of the owner. Rabbanan Savre, Rabbanan held, you're not allowed to sentence this ox to death not in front of the owner. And the fact that this uh, this Shomer gave this ox to Betin and they sentenced it to death, that's as if you damaged it with your hands. And the fact that the, the Shomer gave it to the Betin is as if he damaged it. The Amale, the owner of the ox, could say to the Shomer, If you would have brought it to me, would have took it to the swamp somewhere and they couldn't uh, sentence it to death. Now, you gave it to someone who I can't fight with. I can't fight with Betin. So you messed me up over here. You, you, you damaged me. You do sentence an ox to death, not in front of the owner. And the owner over here can't say anything to the Shomer. They are there because the Shomer could say, My Abdele, what I do? So, so far, at the end of the day, they could sentence your ox to death even if you're not there. So, I, I didn't do anything. Me giving them didn't really do anything. And that's their mahlukah. It's not in regards to giving back Isurah Hana'ah. And Ashkahe Rab Hasdad Rabba Bashimuel. Rab Hasdad found Rabba Bashimuel. Amale, he asked him, Tanit Midi Bishranah. Did you learn anything? Did you teach anything in regards to uh, things you're not allowed to have benefit from? So Amar Le, Rabbi Bashmuel told him, In yeah, I did. Tanina, I taught in regards to a thief, Veheshivet Gezela. He has to give back what he stole. Matamud Lomar Asher Gazal. Then why do you have to add Asher Gazal? It says Veheshivet Gezela Asher Gazal. It says Gezela. Why do you have to say Asher Gazal? Yehazir Ke'ain Shegazal. The drasha is that you have to give it back the way you stole it. Mikanamru. From here we taught Gazal Matbeav and Yusal. If you stole a coin and it became invalid, perot fruits vehirkivu and they rotted. Yain vehmitz wine that soured. Teruma venitmet. Hametz vehavar alav pesach hametz and pesach pesh and a lot of benefit from it. Behema veniavda ba avera or an animal. You stole an animal and they did some sort of avera with it. Veshor or an ox that killed before sentencing. You can just give it back to the original owner and say, here, this is yours in front of you. 
And we're understanding over here that if they didn't sentence him to death, you could give it back. Once they sentence him to death, that's it. You're not allowed to have a benefit from it and you can't give it back. Who's the Tana that we heard that said that if it's before they sentence that you could let, you could give it back after sentencing, not giving it back? Rabbanan, it's Rabbanan who argue on Rabbi Yaakov Katane, and still it says in the Raita, and you see by Hametz, uh, after Pesach, you could just give it back as is. You see that Rabbanan really hold that by Isurei Hana'ah, you could say, and you have to say what they said in regards to the ox. It has to be because they hold you now that a sentence this ox of death unless the owner is there. And anyone who brought it to Betin, it's like you actually damaged it. And al then Rav Hasta responded, this is actually a great uh, proof against me. Remember, uh, Rav Hasta said in the beginning of the sugiya that who's the Tana who says by Yisrael Hana'ah, you could just give it back, that's Rabbi Yaakov. This over here is a great proof that Rabbanan also hold like that, so it's a problem on Rav Hasta. So, so Rav Hasda told uh, Rabbi Shmuel, if you find uh, the, the B'nai Shiva, don't tell them anything about this Brayta, because I don't want them to be happy that, that there's a there's a problem against what I said. Next, Perot we saw that if he stole fruits and they rotted, you could just give it back as is. The Gemara has a problem. Didn't we learn that if you stole fruits and they rotted, you give it back as it was in the when it was stolen? Meaning, give the money worth, or you have to give different fruits. So, depends. If it, when you have to pay the way it was in the beginning, meaning the money worth or different fruits, that's if they all rotted. If only some of them rotted, then you give them back as is. If they all rotted, there was a shinui, the thief acquires it through this change. If they all didn't uh, rot yet, then he, there was no complete change, and therefore the thief didn't to- acquire it, therefore he gives it back as is. Next Mishnah. Someone gave a craftsman an item to fix, and they ruined it, they have to pay for it. For example, If a person gave a carpenter a wagon, a box, a cabinet, let to fix it, and he ruined it, he has to pay for it. You told the builder, a contractor, I need you to break down this shaky wall, and he destroyed the actual bricks, remember they're going to use the bricks later to build a new wall, and he destroyed the actual bricks, then he has to pay for it. But let's say he was breaking on one side and the other wall fell, that collapsed. Patur, he doesn't have to pay because he thought that the other wall could stand. Or because he didn't actually break the other wall, he broke this wall and something else happened and that caused the other wall to fall. That means there was an issue with the other wall. But if it fell because he he hit the, the, the first wall too strong, then Hayav, then he is responsible, meaning if he was negligent, he has to pay. And the Gemara starts, Amara Vase, Lo Shanu, Ela Shinatan de Harashidat Evamigdal, Linots Bain Masmer, Vinats Bain Masmer, Vishibiran. When did we say that he, that the craftsman has to pay, the carpenter has to pay? That's when you gave him an actual box 
and you told him just put the nails in fix it up make it look nice and give it back to me and he put in the nail a little bit too hard and he broke everything then he has to pay but if he gave the carpenter just pieces of wood and he told him make a box for me and then he made the box and then he broke the box patur he doesn't have to pay my tama Ravasa explains because uman keli a craftsman acquires the item through the enhancement that he put into it Meaning, if he got wood and nails from the from the owner, and he started building, and now it looks like a box, now it's a box, and then he breaks it, well, it's his box. He only has to pay the 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 material, the raw material, the wood, the nails. That's basically it. So he's not paying the worth of a box. He's paying for wood. And tenan, the Bragman has a problem. It says natan lomanin If someone gave craftsman item and he told them to fix it and they ruined it they have to pay my love are we talking about a situation where they gave wood and they still have to pay for the box the Gemara says we're talking about where I gave them a box and they ruined the box the Gemara says but the Sefa says if the Sefa says we're talking about a box it sounds like the first part of the Mishnah is talking about wood Amre Digma explains, the second part of the Mishnah is just explaining the first one. For example, Ketzad, what are we talking about? If I gave a craftsman an item and they ruined it, they have to pay. What are we talking about? It would be the case if I gave the, the carpenter a box to fix and he ruined it. The Hachinam Mistabah makes sense to say that. The Ketzad Katane makes sense to say that we're talking where the Sefa is just explaining the Resha. These are Kada because if you want to say the Resha is talking about actual wood, Now, if in the Resha you say with just pieces of wood that he is responsible to pay, and we don't say that the craftsman acquired through the enhancement. Shida teva migdal mibayadu. Even have to bring up the question of the the actual box. Of course, you would have to pay. The Gemara says imishum haf. That if that's your logic, meaning if, because of that question, Ilaria, that's not a proof, because it could be the the Resha is talking about wood and the Sefa is talking about kelim and Tana Sefa the Galuya Resha. You could always say that the Sefa was there to explain the Resha. Shelotomar Resha Shidati Val Migdal Aval Aitzimlo. So you don't say the Resha is talking about an, a box, but if you gave him wood, you wouldn't have to pay. Therefore, Tana Sefa Shidati Val Migdal. That's why the Sefa said the box Miklal the Resha. It sounds like in the Resha, even with wood, you still would have to pay. Meaning, I could always say that the craftsman does not acquire through the enhancement. So that logic uh, doesn't help. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Amen. Amen.